This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's talk about a little baseball today because we have a uh, a pretty good slate on a Wednesday with some afternoon baseball as well. Uh, let's start in Philadelphia with the Phillies and the Giants squaring off. We've got San Francisco plus 110, Philadelphia minus 135, total of nine runs. Alex Cobb goes for the Giants. He's 6-5 and five with a 3.75 ERA. And then Michael Lorenzen gets the ball. He's 7-8 and eight with a 3.57 ERA. And, of course, you probably know Michael Lorenzen from throwing a no-hitter just a couple of weeks ago, but the come down was uh, a little steep. And sometimes we see this from guys who throw like complete games or no hitters or perfect games. The next game back is a little rocky. And Mm -hmm. that was the case. Had to throw against the Nats for the second game in a row, gave up six earned runs. So you see a guy who threw a perfect game against the Nats and then gave up six earned runs against the Nats the next time around. Which Michael Lorenzen are you banking on seeing today against the Giants? Well, that is a very good question, Chelsea. Here's the thing. I am my handicap includes Michael Lorenzen being hopefully pitching decent. This is more of a fade of the Giants and Alex mm-hmm. Cobb for me. Alex Cobb on the road, not great. He has gone two and three this season, has an ERA over five, but also just recently he hasn't been in good form. He's given up 18 earned runs in his last 21 and a third innings. The Phillies are a top 10 team against right-handed pitching, and the Giants have lost 12 of 16. This is one of the games I'm betting today. I like the Phillies on the money line. I like the Phillies as well. And the other storyline that people were kind of talking about before the series got underway was that apparently the Phillies are really bad against former managers. Uh, I think the stat going into the series was the Giants were 12-3 and against the Phillies under Gabe Kapler, who is a former manager of the Phillies. But everybody was talking about that storyline. And then what do you know? The Phillies have won the first two games of that series. So they're looking for the sweep today. Uh, so we know that storyline's not really as important as people were making it out to be. But if you look at the offensive numbers for the Phillies, they are clearly the much better team over the last month, the second best OPS over the last month in all of baseball. Then you look at the Giants, that offense is living in the dumpster. Third worst OPS in all of baseball at 630, WRC plus living in that range as well. So I'll take the better offense here. If you think both pitchers are, you know, relatively the same, I do think my Michael Lorenzen is a little better in this one than we saw last time around. Sometimes it can be tough facing the exact same lineup 
two games in a row. They've already seen you. They're familiar with you. So uh, let's give the edge to the Phillies at a short price, I think, uh, at home at minus 135. I'll be with you on the Phillies. Uh, let's All go right. to the Marlins and the Padres. Miami plus 105. San Diego minus 125. Sandy Alcantara gets the ball for the fish. He's 6-10, and 4-11 ERA. Seth Lugo going for the Padres. 4-6, and 3-9-2 ERA. Total of seven and a half runs. Jenks, I do not feel like I can trust San Diego ever, but they are mm-hmm. favored here. Do you believe that the line is right here? Uh, I do. I'm not crazy about this, but I, here's the thing. Sandy Alcantara, despite his pedigree, has an ERA of 4.55 on the road this season. That's not bad, but the Padres tend to jump all over left-handed pitching. They are seventh in baseball. And Seth Lugo has been pretty consistent, giving up two runs or less in seven out of his last nine starts. The problem is, you know, with Alcantara, even though he's having an offseason, he's always a threat to go out and throw a gem and just be lights out. And so when you have that sort of just inherent talent, even though I think the Padres are the right side here and I would lean San Diego – I just don't feel comfortable betting against a guy who has a history to go out and could absolutely shut down San Diego. I feel that way as well. So, like, I'm not going to play Sandy Alcantara, but I'm not going to fade him here. Uh, Seth Lugo was my dude for a while, and then he gave up an eight spot to the Dodgers a couple of games ago. So I kind of been off that train. But if you Mm -hmm. take that one out, he has given up two runs or fewer in four of his last five starts. So he has regained form, had a couple good ones against Arizona, which that offense is kind of scuffling right now as well. Uh, But the Marlins, I feel like, are kind of in the same boat as Sandy Alcantara. Like, they're not the best team, but they're a team that I get nervous to fade because every now and again, they'll put up a a big number when it comes to Mm -hmm. that offense. They do have some good power hitters in the lineup, surprisingly so this season. So it's going to be a stay away from me. It's a no play. Let's go to the Blue Jays and the Orioles. We have Toronto minus 125, Baltimore plus 105, total of eight. Kevin Gosman gets the ball for Toronto, nine and seven, three, two, four, ERA, facing Jack Flaherty, who's eight and eight with a four, seven, three. So, Jenks, here on the show, we normally just take mm-hmm. the Orioles, whatever. Um, but we have also won a lot of money riding Kevin Gosman as well. True. So, what is the decision here between God. two teams who have uh, led us to the promised land? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, God. Here's the thing. Kevin Gossman is a better pitcher. There is no question about it. Jack Flaherty is fine. Kevin Gossman is much better. And Kevin Gossman on the road this year is 6-4 and four with a 3.38 ERA. But I just can't fade the Orioles. I have I faded the Orioles once this season it was two fridays ago and i took the mariners (laughs) and i won that bet and you know what i'm not fading the orioles again because i know if i do i will lose jack flirty got crushed in his last start against the padres so i do expect some sort of positive regression from him he's not that bad also as a home team this season you know this chelsea the o's have the fifth most wins 
in baseball, I think you go with the better pitcher, but I, but I can't fade Baltimore. I just can't do it. So I'm going to go Orioles money line plus one Oh five. Just again, not one of my favorite bets on the board, but I got to stay away from fading the birds. I think you can always make a case for the Orioles. And I did last night. And of course they lose an extra innings to the Blue Jays. But as underdogs this season, the Orioles have a winning record, 36 and 29. And that's part of the reason why the Orioles have been one of the most profitable teams to Mm -hmm. bet on in all of baseball. And also we got this same exact pitching matchup back on August the 3rd. Kevin Gosman only went four and a third. uh, Tag with the loss, gave up three earned runs. Meanwhile, Jack Flaherty only gave up one earned run over six innings of work and a six to one Orioles win. So I would lean towards the Orioles, but they burned me last night. So I'm not going to play it, but I would <laughs> lean towards the O's in this one. Next up, let's go to the NL East Mets and Braves squaring off. We've got New York plus 165, Atlanta minus 200, total of 10. Jose Quintana is throwing for the Mets today. He's one and four with a 3.03 ERA facing Charlie Morton, who's 12 and 10 with a 3.54 ERA. I'm not too sure what to do with this matchup because yeah. it feels like the Braves should be big favorites. And uh, normally I would just blindly take the Braves in the first five, but the Mets have actually been playing the Braves pretty closely. And I know there is no love lost between these two teams, but usually when you have a price this steep, you got to play some kind of run line. The Mets have covered the run line in each game, won the first game of the series outright 10 to four and only lost by one run last night as the Braves took that one three to two. So the Mets are bad. I know, but uh, they're playing at least a little better, I guess, against the Braves. Here's the thing. I, yeah, I, I like the under here. But I don't want to bet it because, A, the money is going the opposite direction. Sometimes they go against the money. But also, the Braves' bats are always a threat just to go off and go nuts. Like, I know I'm going to bet the under and the Braves are going to win like 13-2 to or something. But if the Mets could hit the ball, they might be a live dog here. They've kept it close during the series like you were talking about. Quintana has been really good. He's given up more than two runs only once in six starts this season faced the Braves back on August the 12th gave up one run in six innings Charlie Morton went through a rough patch a couple weeks ago found his footing during his last two outings that includes a shutout performance against the Mets on August the 11th now once you face a pitcher again then that tends to give the advantage to the guys in the lineup we know that but ultimately we've seen two guys in this spot before perform very well I would lean under but again I can't play it because this is one of those games where when you're talking about, a, I hate betting unders on teams that have dangerous lineups, even if it's, if it's, if it's the right side, you know what I mean? Exactly, because we know the Braves can go off. But if you look at the trends, both of these pitchers have been super hot to the under. If you look at Jose Quintana, the under is hit in five of his six total starts this season. And for Charlie Morton, the under is hit in seven of his last eight starts. So I think you're right on track with the under here if you expect both these pitchers to continue uh, doing good things, at least against this competition. And we know the Mets bats can go silent at any moment. Uh, but I don't really want to fade the Mets here behind Jose Quintana because I feel like he is one of the yeah. pitchers that give him like give that team the better chance. So I don't think I'm taking the Braves today. Maybe the under is the play, but you're 
Right. It makes me very, very nervous to take an under when the Atlanta Braves are in discussion here. And I'm just wondering if Atlanta ever like gets tired of just, you know, rolling. I know they lost one of these games to the Mets, but at some point I wonder if they start to like put limits on some of their starting pitchers and start to dial in for the postseason. Do you think it's important to continue winning games right up until the postseason? Like, do you think even for teams like the Braves, you need some kind of momentum going into uh, the end of September? Yeah, I think it's important. I think you have to strike that balance, right? You don't want to overwork your guys. You want them fresh. But at the same time, you don't want to just start shutting guys down completely and saying, oh, we're just going to put this guy in bubble wrap because momentum is a thing. Chemistry is a thing. And when bats are hot, bats are hot. When arms are hot, arms are hot. So that's where these managerial decisions can make a big time sway one way or the other. Yeah, that's right. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.